Welcome to Skylar and Marina's new podcast, Discussing Dawn. This is part one of a 10-part series. This episode was produced on Monday, March 9th at Lincoln Charter School. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Skylar. And I'm Marina. And today we'll be talking about a question we received from our fans um, relating to the book Dawn by Ellie Wessel. The question was, what contemporary insights does Ellie Wessel's preface yield? How was your reading affected by this nonfiction commentary preceding a novel? So I actually think the most contemporary insight that I was able to pull out of the preface was um, how you're able to relate the plot of this book to events happening in the Middle East, like the Taliban and ISIS, because the whole story is this kid, he's only 18 or 19, and he had gotten recruited into a terrorist movement, and I think this is definitely an insight into our present and future, even though he was it, he wrote the book a long time ago, because this is still happening um, in different places in, in the world, and we're affected by it too. So I think that was the main thing I was able to pull out of it. What about you? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like every day, these things are happening. Children with a background, such as um, Elijah in this book, according to the preface as well. And later on in the book, it mentions how he was a Holocaust survivor. And later on, he turns to a terrorist organization mm-hmm. to help prove like his religious beliefs. Like we're not just pushovers and stuff. And that's what gets in his mind. And that's what gets in people's minds today. It can be religious terrorist organizations that are still out there today for Mm -hmm. those same reasons. I think because I ended up reading the preface first before I finished the book, unlike what I did with Knight, um, I realized that he's not only writing a story about what would have happened to him if he had made different decisions after surviving the Holocaust, but he's also... Um, just commenting on the things that happen today and the things that will continue to happen in the future if we don't stop them. And so it was basically, um, the whole book is written to comment on like the nature of like imperfect humans. So then reading the book, um, especially in the middle and towards the end, you start to see like when he's talking about his past and how he got to the place he was, you start to see all these sorts of tie-ins to the present and today's issues like throughout the whole story. And it's just really interesting to me because um, well, if you look at current events, like ISIS especially, they, you see them recruiting like young kids. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to me because um, just the ways that they do that are not exactly humane. And the kids are almost forced to believe in something that they may not necessarily believe in. So I kind of think that even though Wiesel didn't really know what was going to happen in the future, like he never knew that the Taliban was going to come to power. And he never knew that ISIS was going to be like, recruiting kids, he still realized that this sort of thing can actually be a really big problem for, like, the youths of our world. And the whole book is about a moral struggle, like, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to. And it's just, he continues to struggle throughout the entire book, and you can clearly see the toll it's taking on him, Mm -hmm. as he even, in the end, um, believes that he sees the dead, watching him with their eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, He's only 18, and they're recruiting people so young. Yeah. And then the other thing is towards the end of the preface in the beginning, it had said that the ultimate violence against mankind is murder. And I think that this story really explores that um, that line of thought, because in the end, um, Elisha is forced to kill a man. And he had said that, oh, well, I've killed men before, but that doesn't make me a murderer. But it's kind of um, 
the organization he was a part of had kind of forced him to think this way. And in the preface that Wiesel was writing, he comments that the ultimate violence is murder. And like that extends across like all religious barriers, whether you're a part of a terrorist organization or you're like, um, uh, like a social organization or a religious organization, like whatever kind of organization you are, if you kill somebody, it's still murder, whether you consider it that or not. So this is kind of like um, Elisha's transition from being just, just a terrorist or just a boy or just a member of this movement to being like an active murderer. So I just think that's an interesting thing to comment on. Mm-hmm. And they try and convince him, like, the the big commandment that he's always, like, looked up to and stuff, um, along with all the others, thou shall not kill. They twist it in a way that it makes it, like, what they're doing now is suddenly okay. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I think we have to cover is how does this affect us? So... Honestly, every day when you look at the news, you see these things like you see, oh, there was another bombing. And I think that um, especially like Americans with like um, easy access to mass media, they've started to see things like that and be like, oh, there was another bombing, like whatever. We don't really sweat it anymore because it's not going to affect us. But other countries, it's definitely going to affect because they can't fight back. Like we're considered a world superpower but they may not be. And so I think this definitely affects us because there is something we can do about it. We can make sure we fight back against these sort of terrorist organizations and we can protect like our, our, um, the use of America and of the world from having to be a part of this kind of organization. So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you.